Just Our Real Estate, episode number 88. All right, welcome. Thank you for being with me here on Just Our Real Estate. My name is Mike Simmons. I am your host, and I am thrilled that you are here with me today. There's other things we all could be doing. I appreciate that you're choosing to spend some time here at Just Our Real Estate. I think that's very cool, and I'm glad to have you. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you, when you get a moment, go to my website, and while you're there, if you would, sign up for my mailing list, because when you do that, I am going to send you the top five real estate resources that I think every investor should be aware of. These are resources that I use in my business, resources that other very successful real estate investors use in their business as well. And I know that they're going to help you be successful too. One of the ways that I plan on being a lot more successful this year is I am going to really crank up my buy and hold portfolio. In other words, I'm going to have more rentals this year than I have in the past. Now, in the past, I really haven't done a great job with rentals. I actually only have one, to be perfectly honest, and I've made every mistake in the book. I mean, I just royally screwed it up. And I'll tell you what, the biggest mistake I made was not screening my tenants or my potential tenants properly. And and it was a huge mistake, and it's cost me a lot of money, and I'm in the middle of an eviction right now just because, for that very reason, I didn't screen my tenants properly. Now, a company that I am turning to to help me solve this problem is called Rent Prep. Rent Prep is a fantastic company. They screen your tenants for you so that you don't put bad tenants in your properties. Now, if you're not familiar with Rent Prep, I suggest that you go back and listen to episode 62 of this podcast where I interview Stephen Michael White, the founder and CEO of Rent Prep. You need to know if your renters have been evicted in the past. That's really a big red flag, and a lot of evictions are misfiled and never make it to the eviction database. This means instant database reports will miss these records and you could end up renting to someone who was evicted three times last year. But rent prep screeners catch these records by using independent databases ran alongside of eviction searches, providing accuracy through real live intelligence to help keep your investments free from bad tenants. I know that I'm sick of it. I know that I've made mistakes. I didn't take screening seriously and I've gotten burned. Do not get burned. To check them out, go to juststartrealestate.com forward slash rent prep and type in the promo code juststart to receive their landlord form bundle for free. You can also use that coupon code juststart whenever you're ordering their screening products and you'll receive an additional 10% off your order. I suggest you go there now, check them out. If you're a landlord, you owe it to yourself and you owe it to your business to screen properly. All right, on to the show. All right, thank you for joining me on another Quick Point episode. I appreciate you being here. Today, I'm going to talk about something uh, that a lot of people overlook when they're getting started in real estate investing. It's a step that they don't do a lot of times, and it's a huge mistake. I was lucky enough to get this advice and to be told that I need to do this very early on in my real estate investing career. So, Fortunately, I did do this, and I'm really grateful that I did because I had some really good friends and mentors in the business who gave me some great advice, and they told me to do it. And basically what it is is going to open houses in your target market. And I challenge you this weekend to go to five open houses in your target market. Just 
pick houses that you could see yourself buying and renovating. They, they fit your criteria, whatever that may be. Maybe you have a three-bedroom, one-bath, minimum 1,000-square-foot brick ranch. That's kind of some of my criteria. So those are the kind of houses that I would go and look at. Pick houses that really just fit the mold for you and go look at them. So that's what I want to discuss, the importance of going to the open houses in your target market. It will give you a much better idea of what your flips should look like and how they need to be renovated in order to make your property look better than every other property that your buyers are going to look at. And trust me, they're going to go look at other houses. They're not just going to look at yours. I don't care how great it is. They're always going to go look at other houses before they buy yours. So it's extremely important to know your competition. If you think about it, when you bought your first house, if you own a house, did you look at just one and then buy it? Or did you have a stack of MLS listings that you wanted to visit all of them? I know I did. I At the time when I bought mine, I had a stack of MLS listings and also a stack of, uh, at the time, it was MapQuest printouts of each house and where they're located. I didn't have a GPS at the time, so I printed out a bunch of maps of the area, and I went and visited tons of houses. I mean, you didn't just look at one or two, right? My guess is that you looked at six or more properties, and six might even be kind of light um, before you made your decision. I know that I looked at probably 10 to 12 houses before my wife and I made our decision about what house we wanted to buy. Almost everyone does. It's normal. That's just how it works. You have no way of knowing for sure how your investment property is going to stack up to your competition unless you scout your competition, right? Even like a good football team, even the best football teams out there always study their competition to see exactly what they're doing so they know what they need to do to defeat them, right? So you can look at this like that. Look at this like a sporting event. You're scouting your competition because pretty soon you're going to be in a game with them. You're going to be competing against them and you want to make sure that you know what they have. What, what do they bring to the table? What do they have to offer? And then you want to make sure you have just a little bit more. So, you know, I'm saying go to five open houses this weekend. But truly, I believe that you should be going to an open house in your target market at least once a month. You should be making this trip out to go and take a look at a few houses, maybe even more often if you're a new investor. Once you've bought and sold and flipped, you know, six, seven, eight, ten houses, you know, you'll have a pretty good idea then of the kind of house and, and, the, and the kind of rehab that you need to do in your target market. So maybe you don't have to go so often, but you know what? It's a really good idea. I don't care how seasoned you are to go out there at least once every three, four, five, maybe six months, a couple times a year at least. Get out there and just look at the competition. Things change, um, trends change, styles change, and you want to know what those styles and trends are so you can make sure that your house is keeping up with all the other houses that people are going to look at before they buy. And they're going to, like I said, they're definitely going to look at more than one house. So this is an often overlooked step by new investors. It just is. It just isn't in their arsenal. They, they, they know to start an LLC and, you know, talk to a CPA and make a lot of offers and, you know, all these things. But a lot of times they overlook just checking out the competition. And we don't check out the competition. What happens is you make one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of new investors make. They over rehab their houses, right? And I've talked about this before on the podcast. By over rehabbing 
I mean, they spend way too much money trying to make the house look like they would want it to look if they were going to live there. In other words, you know, you buy a house for $50,000 and you know that you can sell it for $100,000, but you put a thirty-five dollars or $40,000 gourmet kitchen in this house. Well, that's crazy, but you know what? You might like cooking. It might be the kitchen of your dreams. That doesn't mean that's what you should do on in an investment property. Matter of fact, I can guarantee you in that scenario that putting in that kitchen is not, you're not going to make money. You're going to lose money. So you need to know what the other houses look like and make sure that you're as good or better yet, just be a little bit better than those houses. You got to remember, you're not going to live there, right? This is an investment property. Don't do any more any less than you have to do to get top dollar for your property. And trust me, getting top dollar doesn't always mean putting the top materials in a, in a house. It just doesn't. I know in my target market, there's a lot of houses that were built in the 50s and 60s. And frankly, some of these houses, when you go in them, look like they've never been updated from the 50s and 60s. So imagine when you have a house that pretty much looks like it did in 1960, how easy it is to make your house stand out from the crowd and look a lot better. I mean, you have no idea how much better your house is going to look than the competition if that's the situation. Now, you might be in an area where you're buying and selling houses in a real trendy kind of an upscale or up and coming neighborhood where, you know, there's just a lot of really nice um, fixtures and really nice materials and granite and, you know, you know, travertine and just really nice stuff. So you might have to do that, but you know what? You need to know that because if you don't know that and you think you can just pull, you know, Formica shelves off of Home Depot's shelves and, you know, just get stock um, cabinets and, you know, kind of go low end and then you walk around and look at these open houses and everyone has granite and, you know, really, really nice high-end cabinets, well, your house isn't going to sell. It's going to look really bad against its competition. So you need to know that. And frankly, if you're in an area where all the materials in the houses that you look at are super high end and that, you know, kind of puts your budget over the top where you can't make money, you need to find a new target market. Maybe that's just not a market where you're going to make money. So it's just something to think about, but you don't know unless you chop the competition. So get out there, take a look at your competition. Don't be caught with you know, a house that just doesn't stack up. You don't want to sit on a house and not get it sold. That's just the death of a flipper. You know, you, you end up having all of your profits eaten up and holding costs and, and you just don't want to do that. So the idea is to get in, get out fast, do a nice job, be better than the competition, but don't waste money in the process. Okay. That's all I have for today. Before we go today, I wanted to remind you to go to our sponsor at juststartrealestate.com forward slash rent prep. When you go there and enter the promo code just start, you will receive their landlord form bundle for free. Also, when you use the promo code just start, you will receive 10% off of all of their screening products. So go there today, check them out and enter the promo code just start. Please also be sure to sign up for my mailing list and I will send you the top five resources I think every real estate investor should know about. Okay, until next time, if investing in real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start.